Let's do it, baby. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Mars Podcasters. Who are these maniacs jabbering at you through these microphones? My name is Shannon, and as usual, I'm joined here by my brother Jake. It's minicast time. It is minicast time, and the reason we're doing a minicast is because last week we sat in this room and talked for, I reckon, about nine and a half hours. And boy, did it feel like nine and a half hours, <laughs> I tell you. Um, and uh, so we talked a lot. We had to cut some stuff that we uh, we really liked, but um, just couldn't do it in the runtime. So we're going to do a little mini extra podcast. And it's actually some of the better material. I reckon it's the best stuff that we've done. So um, I'm really excited for this minicast. Well, We'll let, let the viewers decide, viewer decide. Yeah. I mean, look, the, bo- the bar wasn't high. Let's face it. <laughs> the bar's not high, but we uh, I think it's our better stuff now. So what we're going to do is we had a very long discussion about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we rated our top Marvel movies that have been produced so far. So there's a bit of a discussion around that. Um, so if anyone who's seen the MCU, uh, jump on board and have a listen to that part. The second part we did was also the challenge, the fabled challenge that um, that is terrifying. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Jake produced a challenge for me, um, and you will only hear the results of that, uh, not live, because uh, you're listening to this. This is live now, and you're not listening to us, but it'll be live. It would have been live, not in the past, in the future. Uh, time zones, uh, Gunter, Swedish time. I've lost. Jake, help me. Help me. Where? Where? What? We're recorded in the past. We're, re- we're recorded in the past, but now we're recording a se- an intro in the future. Oh, gee, this is so confusing. Please help me. I we need, need a we DeLorean. Need, we need the DeLorean. Where to get is back the DeLorean? The future. Please help me. Enjoy the minicast. Let's do it. Nick Fury, director of Shield. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Doctor Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. I am Iron Man. So everything's break down into list form these days. I think don't think you can go on the internet without reading a list. So I like this. I don't like this. One, two, three, four, five. So what we've decided to follow the trend because <laughs> we're nothing but trailblazers here. Trailblazers in the in the best form. We're going to go through our Marvel movies. Now, this isn't including X Men. It's not including Deadpool, yep. which would be a top of both probably both of our lists. Yeah. Now, now, just for anyone who's been living under a rock in a cave underwater in a ship, uh, what is Marvel and what is the MCU? So MCU is basically their little little universe, which all share a universe. Yep. So whatever's happening in Thor is happening at the same time as Iron Man, Captain America. Obviously, Captain America's back in the past. They're all linked. They're all linked. They're all combined, as you can see, through the Avengers, Civil War, Age of Ultron. Yep. What Marvel is doing is they're just building their universe, yep. building the, their team. And the reason X-Men and Deadpool and, and Fantastic Four aren't included, of course, is because, and Spider-Man, for that matter, is because Marvel sold the rights when Marvel wasn't making movies, sold the rights to Fox and Sony and did a, b- a bunch of deals, and effectively they can't use it. In fact, they can't use the word mutant, which is why in, in the MCU, Quick, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, never referred to as mutants. They are, in fact, Magneto's children. Yes. But, of course, in the MCU, they're not. Their experiment's gone wrong out of the Tesseract because of that, that sheer fact. And it's only because X-Men and those, those other film franchises have been sold off to other areas. Now, you may ask why Spider-Man can be in Civil War. They made a little deal where Spider-Man can be in Civil War, but Fox still gets some of the credit for it's it. It's Sony. Sony, sorry, Sony. A- and... and it's only because Sony keep fucking up Spider-Man that they decided to hand it back. Because we all know Marvel are nailing the MCU, and the rest of them are not doing so well. Other than Deadpool. 
other than Deadpool, which was which was brilliant. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, so what we're going to do is run through our we've we've ranked them um, from one to thirteen, and we're just going to go back and forth and just see how we go for yeah. And there's some conjecture. The Incredible Hulk. Now we're talking the Incredible Hulk, which is Ed Norton's Incredible Hulk. Yes. It doesn't include Hulk. the Ang Lee Hulk, which is the Eric Banner Hulk. Arguably, it's not really in the MCU because it's now they've changed actors. Ed, Ed Norman's gone, and we've now got Mark Ruffalo, who turned up in in the Avengers. Um, but we're including it in our MCU because it really was part of Phase One. Really, 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 it was the first one coming out. Yeah, quickly run through our lists yep. and then have a little banter and see why Shannon makes some really yeah. bad decisions. <laughs> now, I base mine on what I can watch over and over again. Yep, and my sheer mixture between sheer enjoyment. And rewatchable value. Yeah, and I mean, look, you're the comic book guy here. I, I dabble in comic books, but you really are the comic book guy in this in this thing. But you're really a DC. To guy. make it clear, I'm a DC guy. I know a little bit about um, Marvel, but I'm mostly DC. But but the MCU, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is knocking it out of the park. Their, their movies are all really really good good quality, and I could sit down and, and really really watch any of them and, and get a few kicks out of them. There's enough in there for the fanboys, but there's enough for the casual viewer to link them and this this idea of a cinematic universe where we're starting to see the knock-on effects in the Avengers and what happens in the Avengers then plays really heavily through the phase two they're really done in phases and they're punctuated by an Avengers movie really so what we see is is the phase one leading up into the Avengers we then see the after effects of the Avengers play out in 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 the phase two we then have the Avengers Age of Ultron and we're now looking at the first movie in, in three, which is uh, Captain America: Civil Civil War, uh, and we see really early on in the phases that Captain America turns up early in his films, so he really drives that through. So beautifully done. I mean, really smart, really really smart it's, idea. It's gotten to the point where DC need to follow this suit, and if, they've if, tried. And they've tried. If they don't follow the suit, and they've done it so badly, yeah. Change director. I don't care what you do. Let's, that's another discussion for another day. Yeah. But DC useless. Marvel smashing it out of the park. Yeah, I mean they're not all all they're not all home runs, but they they all no. will link linking together, and they've all done a pretty good job. And we're starting to see patterns of directors. We're seeing the same directors turn up, really good directors giving the keys, and obviously overseeing the whole lot. Kevin Feige, who's the head of their their production, but also Joss Joss Whedon has had a really big uh, play in this, and as the director of the Avengers and uh, of Age of Ultron, but really had a save through one and two. But he's he's done. He stepped out now and get, thrown the keys to someone else. So, we, Kenneth Branagh's turned up and done Thor. The Russo brothers have done a bunch of the Captain Americas, who've got some some hits on the board as well. So we're starting to see some really good directors take the keys. Uh, Edgar Wright um, started Ant Man and then uh, had a change. His his Ant Man would have been amazing, and you can still see some notes of of his. And anyone who doesn't know, Edgar Wright did. Uh, the Cornetto trilogy, the Shaun of Shaun of the Dead, a real comedic director, and with a great leading cast member like Paul Rudd, really would have nailed it, I think. But we we saw some of that, but not all of it. Yeah, I think if, if he took the helm, I think my Ant Man would have been a lot higher. Yeah, yeah. I still loved Ant Man. Yeah, we'll, it was really we'll, good. We'll, we'll go through that now. So, so we'll, what's your list? What's number one for you? All right, so my one to four is pretty much locked in. Okay. Now I know my number four will probably raise a few eyebrows, but my number one is Iron Man. Yep. Number one movie in the in the uh, MCU. Yep. Done perfectly. Yep. Beautiful way to kick it off. I quote Kevin Smith, and he says, 
you can't find a problem with that movie yeah. that you can't really overlook. Yeah. Not, there's nothing that goes, you know, there's, there's, there's faults with every movie, but there's no there's no serious hole in that movie. Yeah, I mean, look, they got they got Robert Downey Jr. in, which was a massive coup at that stage. They've got a great, strong director in John Favreau, um, but but they nailed on the Tony Stark. They're interchangeable now, Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark. Nailed that casting perfectly. You, you couldn't put anyone else in he, as Iron Man. He's now. the anchor. He yep. really is the anchor in the first couple of phases. He anchored those movies going forward. They they nailed it in the first one by getting Sam Jackson in as Nick Fury and the teaser. Everyone was talking about that teaser at the end about the the Avengers initiative, and it it built tension. It built hype towards what they were they were aiming for, which was the first Avengers to to draw people into these movies, which is something that Zack Snyder. And and the DC universe, their Marvel, their universe is just failed to do miserably. Well, that's 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 the main thing I look at. I look at you know you go go Man of Steel first Iron Man. Yeah. You've got comedy, laughing, high points, low points. Man of Steel. Ugh. Yeah, and I think that's what you've really nailed it. What what you get out of this, all of these movies, and, and doing this list, what you actually get is there is a sense of fun in all of these movies. They some of them they're taking on some fairly dark tones, but they're fun. They are fun and they're bright and they're loud and they're the action is really well put together. Where where if you compare it to DC, what we've got, we've got Man of Steel is really dour and it's grey and it's boring and it's long. Look, Henry Cavill's really good, but he's no Robert Downey Jr. No. And and we've then got we've now had Man of uh, we've now had Batman vs Superman as a second second and what's supposed to anchor it's it's their Iron Man to anchor it down. And it was really their Iron Man cross with the Avengers, and and I really think Affleck's going to be a good Batman, but he's dour and he's grey and there's no fun and. But you can take Iron Man, put it against Batman vs Superman, and you still watch Iron Man. You would absolutely every single day of the week. And we're both DC guys. Yeah, we're both got, ba- massive Batman. I have fans. I have Batman tattoos. Yeah. on my body. Yeah, I've had some temporary ones, but never permanent. I, ha- I have my full arm is dedicated to Batman. It's true, and. I'd still watch Iron Man yeah. every single time. Yeah. Like, I'm not even excited for the DVD to come out yeah. because I just don't care. Yeah. I, I walked out of that movie hating it. What's your number one? My number one is The Avengers. And I think it's for that reason, it's really watchable. You've got great casting all the way through. Everything is leading up to this and it does not disappoint. And that's why it's my number one. It it perfectly ties it together. It's really beautiful visually. Joss Whedon does a fantastic job. It has those Joss Whedon notes in it. It really has that comedy balance with the really the heavy themes. And you bring together a cast where you've been building for six six movies, five movies, and it nails it. And that's why it's number one. But that's why also Batman vs Superman failed miserably. Yeah. It's because you had one movie with yeah. Superman, then you get thrown into a Batman, which I really liked. Yeah. And then you're kind of thrown in your Wonder Woman as well, where you haven't got those six movies building up to the yeah to the conclusion yeah and, i mean you've got you you brought the strongest villain back from the the, the first phase which is loki from from thor oh God, um, how, how good like, and uh, tom hiddleston's brief. Tom is brilliant but i mean there's no the only the only one bad thing i can say about this whole franchise yep. is the lack of villains Th- there's no standout villains really apart loki, from loki who they had to bring back you've got nothing and 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 thanos is is teased in 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 do the avengers do He's, he teases again in in um uh, is it Guardians or is it Guardians? It's yeah. Guardians and uh, maybe Age of Ultron. I don't know. He's not. He may be teased in there as well. Um, and, and he's obviously leading up to the Infinity Wars and, and and the Infinity Stones is obviously a driver behind it. But there is no standout villains. I can't think of who the villains are in Thor: The Dark World. I can't think of who the villains are in. I mean, the Mandarin is is in 
Iron Man three, which is a which, which is, is a, a fake one, end. and it's the Guy Pearce character, which we love Guy Pearce, but he's it's awful. It's just there's not a lot. There's not a lot of great villains as I look down, uh, and of course by three they're fighting each other rather <laughs> rather than fighting uh, fighting any other anyone else really. Two, I'm going to Guardians. Yeah, Guardian and Guardians is really high. Guardians is the is the outlier here really. It's not really connected in any way. It's clearly in yet. the MCU yet, yet, but it's not really well connected. But boy, did that come from nowhere. I actually didn't see it for 18 months after yep. it came out. And it was only because really you pushed me to yeah. go, you know, you've got to watch this movie, you've got to watch this movie. And probably now it's number two because I've seen it probably more times yeah. than anything other than Iron Man. And they knock it out of the park. It's so good. James Gunn does such a great job of, of again, weaving that Marvel magic of really fun and lighthearted, they went and picked a, a, an actor which nobody thought could be a leading superhero man in, in Chris Pratt. Yeah, now look at him. Who's now a leading man all over the place because of this movie. But they made him, they got him. He was playing Andy Dwyer on Parks and Rec and was overweight. He was pushing the scales at 120 kilos when he took the role. And they gave him practically 12 months to get himself right. And he is ripped in that film. But he's so funny and so genuine and he just oozes charisma. Uh, Guardians is such a great film. And and they they cast it beautifully. It looks incredible, and it's fun. It's a fun movie, and I think that's what makes it number two for me. Where was it on your list? It's four, but I, I'd happily push it higher. Look, the top four could really rotate. I reckon the top four are locked in. I think are our top four the same? No, I don't think they no, are. No, no, mine, mine's pretty different to yours. So, what's your top four? So, mine's Iron Man. Yep. Guardians. Yep. The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Now, the first Captain America. Okay, so mine is the Avengers, Iron Man. Civil War, Captain America: Civil War, and Guardians, but they they could they could rotate. I still I still really think Avengers is number one, but Guardians could be as high as two. It's so fun. It's it's only down slightly for me because it's not connected yet. That's it's probably sits just outside the MCU from in my mind, but everyone nails it, and it's such a great story. Great use of music. The 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 eighties soundtrack the place through is great. Um, only downfall I can say is again is the villain. Yeah. Um, it's I can't, uh, who, who is I, he? I can't remember his name. He's a blue guy. He's a blue guy. Yeah. Um, the conqueror. The whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the only one for me. I mean, I, I I know what you're saying. Probably right now is why is Captain America number four? Yeah. When I'm sure it's number ten, eleven. Uh, it's eight for me. Eight for you. So I mean, Captain America for me was just. For me, he's the closest to Batman. Yep. Okay. And that's why I always draw the similarities to him and Batman. Yep. He slightly has superpowers, but he's the closest human. Very strong morals. Very strong morals. Yep. Very, I'm not going to kill people. Yep. I'm not going to go down the dark path. He's the closest to Batman. Yep. And he's the one who's just fighting because he's just fighting. And it is a really nice introduction to him. It's a really well-paced introduction to a character that really is out of its out of his time, out of his depth and out of his time. And they, they cover that really well. They they set that up really, really nicely with him frozen in. They they don't they set up Bucky in that which then becomes a massive arc, really, really massive arc is, is the Winter Soldier. Bucky arc, yeah. yeah. Is Bucky and the Winter Soldier, which is of course is the name of the second Captain America film, which I actually think is stronger than the number one. I think it's actually a really well which put together. I can completely understand. Like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and go Captain America needs to be number four because of this, this and this. For me, pre watchable value and the thing I've probably connected with the most. Yep. That's why it's number four. Yeah, and I wonder why if if Captain Civil War is is so high on me. Um, is again, I, I think it's a bit of the Avengers, Avengers for me. You see them all together. You see them taking opposing sides. Um, everything's been building to that. In, in really, it could have been an Avengers. It could be Avengers of Civil War. I mean, that's that's really how it feels. Um, but it, it it gets the benefit of seeing all these characters we've seen over a couple of movies. We've come to love them and grow with them, and we we see them now opposing, and that's why it's so high for me. But it, it really is a great 
a great movie for me. It's really, again, it's fun. You're talking about superhero characters wanting to f- rip each other apart, but it's fun. And the, and the, the, the fight with Spider-Man comes in, and he's really good. I'm really now looking forward to Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man, because of how fun the, the new guy is. Ant-Man, when he becomes Giant-Man, is so good um, and so funny. Paul Rudd turns up for five minutes, but he nearly steals the show. And that's why I love it. It's really, really high up for me. I mean, it's number five for me, and it's really good. I just have so many problems with this movie. And probably doing this podcast actually made me have problems with this movie, looking for the other side. Take out the airport scene. Yep. Just the airport scene. Yeah, yeah, sure. What else is in the movie? Oh, look, I, th- I think the introduction of Black Black Panther works I really think, well. I think that's probably your only saving grace. Um, the, the, the villain's crap. The story's crap. Who, who's the villain? Exactly. Who? No, generally, who generally is the villain? I don't know. The guy who wanted to get revenge on the, someone. The, the government is arguably one, and, and Thunderbolt Ross, who is the one of the bad guys in The Incredible Hulk, is now the Secretary General. So he turns up and he's a bit... He wants them to sign the call. They don't want to. But effectively, the villain is themselves and each other. Yeah, and you've got Crossbones at the start, which is... Which is actually a nice set piece. It's a nice set piece, but it's just... The whole movie is based around the airport scene. And that's why it's not oh, a it's, a it's a killer scene, it's, though. It's, it's probably the best scene out of all these movies. Yeah, it's, it's a great cut. But take that part out of the movie and you've got very little else. I still think it hums. I, I think it's nearly a two-hour movie. I it's still a two-and-a-half-hour long movie and, yeah. I, and I, by the end of it, I was just going, just wrap it up, boys. Come on, let's go. Yeah, look, and uh, we could probably do a whole review on this, but Tony's Tony's response at the end of the film is baffling to me. I know he's upset about the death of his family. Spoilers if, you know, if you haven't go seen watch, it. Go watch Civil War. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, if, and if you're listening to this and not seeing this movie, I really can't help you. But Tony's reaction at the battle of that doesn't make any sense to me. He knows that Bucky, the Winter Soldier, was under under control of Hydra. Why would he go to the lengths where he's just going to murder him and he's going to murder, you know, uh, Captain America for standing his way? Is such a weird reaction. Like we know Tony's emotional. Yeah, and but it's such a weird. But it's, over. So, it's such. It's a great scene. Like then, when when him and him and Bucky are fighting Iron yeah. Man, at the end is is also probably yeah. the second greatest scene. But it was just such a weird reaction. I'm going to help you. Yeah. Oh, but now you. Yeah, yeah. Now I find now out I this, find and, this. And, and I I know I know he was under control of Hydra, but I can't but help I can't myself. myself. Yeah. Um, what Captain America: Civil War really and and beautifully directed by the Russo brothers, by the way, who got their chops, cut their chops in one of my favourite TV shows in Community. They started in low-level comedies, sitcoms, and they've moved into these massive action pieces. How good is the fighting and the hand-to-hand combat in Civil War? The best we've ever seen, I'd argue. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's that's why it's so high up. It's it's beautifully shot. The action is incredible when it does happen. And it's the benefit of all the learnings from the previous movies. And each movie seems to build on each other. Well, that, I mean, that's why it's number five. I think that's that there. There, you just knocked on the reasons why, uh, and the airport scene, yeah, and S- Spider Man and Ant Man, yeah. Though those three elements, I mean, Spider Man was in it for what, twenty minutes max, if that, yeah. That's why it's why it hums along. I mean, yeah, it got you excited for the next Ant Man. Yep, got you excited for uh, Black Panther. Ba- Black Panther. Yeah, got you excited for yep. um, Spider Man. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and uh, Chadwick Boseman. I think is the is the Black Panther. Actor, I, I really like him. I, I really like him too, and 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 it was such a good introduction. It was no need to go for his massive backstory. Yeah, and watch it and do it again. Yeah, I, we are we are so hung up on these on these origin stories, where we just don't need them. We know Batman's parents got if shot. I, if I see Batman's origin one more time, I'm going to stand up and walk out of the movie. And theater. the other one that that drives you nuts is is Spider Man. How many times do we see old Uncle Ben getting shot? Look. We these characters now are part of the landscape. We could just jump into a straight out Spider Man story and not bother. Well, I think if they 
if they retell the story again... And they're not going to because they've clearly done it. They've set it up in here where it's already happening. He's six months into the job. Exactly. And and that's perfect. And the same with Black Panther. You don't need to go... I mean, Black Panther's probably one you might need to go back and We don't know anything about Black Panther. But you need to know. But now, we've kind of got that. We'll get a little bit of backstory. But right now, we don't need it. And that's why I really like Civil War because it does, does a great job of setting it up. It's a really hard prospect to work out how to get all of these guys screen time at the same time. And it really does balance it well, I think. I don't think anyone gets lost. No, um, and, and it is a Captain America story, so yeah. that's why it's focused on Captain America and his reactions. It's very different to the comics. If you've read the Civil War comics, it's very different. Don't bother reading the comics. Because I, I was one of the ones who went back and went, oh, let's see what it's all about. It's so di- like The basic premise is the same, but your, your main arc is very, very different. They couldn't possibly do the Civil War comics on, no, on because film. You, you have you have... The X-Men are so wrapped up in this yeah. universe that you can't possibly do it. And 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 um, secret identities are really tied up in it. And in the MCU, there really aren't secret no, identities. No, there's no The only one identities. that has a secret identity is Spider-Man, really. Everyone else, we know Steve Rogers is Captain America. We know Tony Stark's Iron Man. In fact, he stands has into a, a camera a and has a press conference. In, in the first one. In the third one, he challenges... The, the bad guys to come and attack him at his house and gives the address. So yeah. Tony's not worried about no Tony's not worried about, about it. it. So it would be it would be impossible to do it. And I think they did a really good job of condensing that story down to a palpable story. My next is is Winter Soldier at 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 five. So I've got Civil War at five. Ant Man at six. Same as me. Ant Man at six. And Ant Man's a really good fun. Again, it kind of sits outside the MCU. It's not abundantly clear how it sits in. No, there, Civil there, War there, brings it in. There's references to it in the movie. There's a couple of cheeky references, but it's not obvious. Like okay, the Avengers should, made it obvious. Why don't we call the Avengers in? Yeah. Um, little things like that. But it's such a good. Like, I'm not going to go into each movie, but it was such a good movie. Such a good funny movie. And again, perfectly cast. Paul Rudd. A funny guy that's really funny, but again, is shredded. Gets absolutely ripped for this this part. But a funny, good, talented actor as your lead. You can just about watch anything. Age of Ultron is my next one, and I know you have got it a lot lower. Age of Ultron sits at number 10 for me, and possibly should be number 12. It's so low. I I really, really hated Age of Ultron. I I don't understand that. I really don't get it. There's so... Again, it's watching it from a different angle that I hate it because there's so many things wrong with this movie. It's so boring. I don't know how to describe it. It's just boring. It's a boring movie. There's some great little character pieces in it, I think. There's some great bonding that you see. You're clearly setting up civil war. Um, the 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 tension between Iron Man and, and Captain America fly, flares up a little bit in this. Uh, and there's a wood chopping scene where they're you know man to man, mano a mano, setting it yeah, up. Yeah, but I mean that that stupid scene of going to a farm. Or oh, when the city, we're in the city, massive fight scene. Let's they go need to, to a they farm. They need to bond. And Hawkeye's why farm. Is, why is Hawkeye now a main freaking character? You can't name three top scenes from that movie. The the James Spader is Ultron. James Sp- James Spader's good, but why is he that? He, he's quirky, he's funny, but you know why would a supercomputer forget the name of babies, the little <laughs> ones? I mean, there's little things like that which really bug me. Look, the the final the final twenty minutes or thirty minutes in Sarkovia is a real tense, I think, a build up, um, and and um, but again, you've got faceless robots, and and again, the, the villains are never particularly threatening, and it's the problem that we've got right through the MCU. I think that's, and again, we keep going back to DC, but that's what make, makes Batman such a fascinating character is his litany of really complex and quirky and interesting villains, and the MCU clearly doesn't have that. 
they're, they're you're, I agree. They're all faceless. But what really bugs me as well is they're all fighting within 30 meters of each other. Yeah. You've got a whole country, yet Captain America, Thor, Iron Man's all just there. And it, it, clearly the Sarkovia, the Sarkovia incident is a reason why the events of, of Civil War happen. And again, that annoyed me because the Avengers did their best to save the world and they're going to sit there and blame them for the death of one kid who happens to be on holiday in Sarkovia. And the Avengers saved the rest of the world a couple of times over and we still want to restrict them and stuff. It's a bit... I mean, other than creating Ultron... I mean, that's Tony's on the wrong side. Tony's the one that fucked up. Yeah. He, he creates Ultron. He stuffed that whole that whole movie up. And Tony's on the side, yeah, I really... We nearly need to be reined in, guys. Yeah, but, but I mean, he created, the, he created Ultron. But what could they have done different to try and save the world? Well, nothing. nothing. They, 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 they tried did, they their hard. Everything they could. And they're still, and they're still putting down... And, but what really bugs me, I think, the big standout of this ho- of Age of Ultron, is how the fuck is it an Age of Ultron? Yeah, it's, it's about, it's 35, about, minutes about, about of, 35 minutes of Ultron. Yeah. Oh, look, age is, you know, a long time. At its heart, you've still got a really great ensemble cast. It's more the Age of Vision. Yeah. They, they've really got a really good ensemble cast. They bring the new characters in well. Clearly, they had no, no vision for... Quicksilver because he dies in this movie. It's a shame because it looks so good. Yeah, I mean, look, and I and I really like Aaron Aaron Johnson. He's a good. He was really good in Kick Ass and did a did a bust. I, I tell you what, I will point out though, Fox do Quicksilver so much better. At least ten times better. So much better than they do in this movie. He's basically given nothing but a bad Russian accent, and they they bring in Scarlet, which it gives her a bit of a motivation as she goes through. They they introduce Ultron, who's played by Paul Bettany, who's the original voice of of Jarvis, who does a great job. And and there's some really quirky, funny building character building parts in this. The bit about Thor's hammer and trying to lift that. Oh, that, that's probably the most redeeming part of the whole movie. But there's at its heart, it's a good ensemble piece, and I think that those those guys do it, do it justice. But you know, it, it does have a weak villain, even though I love James Spader. James Spader is awesome. I love the Blacklist, but horrible villain. There's just some really odd scenes that don't need to be there. The the romance between. Hulk and Black Widow, yeah. where she touches his hand and he can go from Hulk mode. Yeah, there's just I mean, let's let's move look, on. Look, look, I, mean, I, I will angry. say the destruction of Shield in that is particularly well handled, I think, and it, it really does arc the rest of the of the area. But that that plays with some really interesting concepts still that are a bit heavier than what we've expected in the Marvel universe with the degradation of of privacy and all that kind of stuff that flows into Captain America. Winter Soldier, which I really quite like. So I still, I still think there's some redeeming characters, which is why I've got it a bit higher than you do. Uh, my next one's Captain America, the original. Okay, so mine goes Captain America, Winter Soldier then. Yep, so they're basically interchangeable for us. Um, but I think that there's there's positives and negatives to both of them. Yep, definitely. Um, Iron Man 3 is my next one. So Iron Man 2 is my next one. I, I, I do not understand this. Iron Man 2 is the worst movie that they've produced in this. And I think I'm pretty well backed by everyone on the internet. It, it is terrible. And I, I really love Mickey Rooney, but... Uh, Mickey Rourke, but fuck, that's a terrible character. You talk about bad villains. Whiplash in that is awful. Awful! Yeah, reviewing it now, I'm pretty sure that's a mistake on my behalf. Oh, God, it's I, bad. I, 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 I can watch Iron Man 2 yeah, anytime. But, yeah, that, that needs to be lower for the me. Uh, that's a big mistake. The only thing that, that Iron Man 2 gets right is that they replace... Um, the Terrence Howard character of Rhodes with Don Cheadle, who is far better in my opinion. That's the only thing that that does well. Sorry, sorry, and Sam Rockwell. And I'd watch Sam Rockwell in anything. Sam Rockwell, but I mean the birds, the birds, I, the bird, oh, the bird, that the bird. Fucking Russian the bird? dude talks about the bird one more time. I'm going to go in there and slap him. That ridiculous race 
that, that when Tony decides to get into whatever Formula One that is, uh, that is just crap. The, the whole the whole film I did not like. Yeah, I, I think I, I typed wrong. It should be Iron Man three there instead of Iron Man two. But I mean, the suitcase. Yep. Um, Iron Man suit was pretty cool. Um, I like yeah. Happy. Yeah, and then John Favreau turning up again. Shane Black, uh, who does Iron Man three, does injects a bit of his own. Uh, action in that, I think. I think Iron Man three is far higher than Iron Man two. Yeah, I think you've got that yeah, around I, I, the I, I, way. Iron Man three should be number. Eight I actually, me. I actually enjoyed the fake out of the Mandarin in Iron Man three. I, I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, I was I, one of the people who didn't like. I it. quite liked the fake out. I was expecting him to be the villain and then to turn around and say it's an actor played beautifully by Ben Kingsley. Yeah, by ben the way, Kingsley did really well. But as a comic book person, yeah, you know the Mandarin is yeah. a big bad character and to be portrayed that way, and that's why a lot of the comic book fans, yeah. Hate it. And I think Marvel released a, a sneaky could have. Uh, little short story that may try and rectify that a little bit down the track too. I think that there was something that went with the Iron Man 3 DVD itself that may have actually tried to fix that a little bit. Then we come to, for me, it's the two Thors. Uh, Thor 1 and then Thor 2. So you got Thor number 9 for me. So he's exactly the same. I haven't seen Dark World. Yep. So I'm going to say that that's not on my it's on the bottom of my list because I haven't seen You're it. not missing a hell of a lot. Yeah, I, I have heard that. So yeah, I, really I, I quite like Chris Hemsworth. I think he was a great selection for Thor. Um, it's beautifully directed, Thor, by, by Kenneth Branagh. You, you know, you've got Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Um, it's, it's the introduction nice. of, of Loki. Uh, Asgard is beautiful, oh, really be- stunning. Beautiful looking. Um, so, th- so is the Bifrost as well. Yeah, I- Idris Elba turns up... Um, as the the gatekeeper, night watchman, whatever that character is, is great. But again, Loki's a very very memorable vil- villain. But I I can't tell you a hell of a lot about what happens in Thor and Thor two, to be honest. No, but I think Thor's the big setup. Yeah, it's the it's the setup movie. Yeah, it's yeah. and that's all it is. And and so then for me, Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man two because it's the worst. Yeah, see, I've got and, that's that's where Age of Ultron hits the bottom for me, and then I've got Iron Man two and Incredible Hulk. Yeah, so. I mean, Incredible Hulk to me, Ed Norton was okay, but it just show, goes to show when he. I mean, I love Ed Ed Norton as an actor; he's brilliant. He's wrong for that part, and Mark Ruffalo plays it with a real an intensity when he needs to, but a real softness when he doesn't need to. See, Mark Ruffalo is probably one of my favorite actors. Mm. Like, I, I'm not going to say I've seen him in all his movies, but yep. when he is there, I love what he does. Yeah. And he'd be if I was going to name my top three actors, yeah. he'd be number three. Yeah, and he's great in, as the Hulk. I, I'm not sure we'll ever see a standalone Hulk movie. No, we won't. We, it's and too I, hard I'm not to really do. sure why that's the case. It's too hard. I think it's too hard to do. Yeah, I think it's too hard to tell a good story with that kind of brutality without introducing some weird character or yep. the government going after him. And I think it's just really hard to portray him as a single character. Yeah, and, and he's he's almost uh, unbeatable for a one-on-one villain. Exactly. Like, he's so strong. Planet Hulk is the, is the comic book line that, that people are talking about may be adapted, and, and it'd be interesting to see. I don't know whether we'd get there, though. Well, I don't think we'll get there in the next 10 years, because you've got, you got Ragnarok, which is coming next for the Thor, which he's a big part of. Yep. Then you've got Homecoming, which is also signed to do Spider-Man. Which is Spider-Man, yeah. Which is Spider-Man, so he's also signed to do that as well. And then we've got the two-piece Infinity Wars coming So up. that's where... That's your probably next five movies from the Hulk. So I don't yep. think you're going to get the... Um, it's clearly Hulk not in Marvel's one. next phase. And the next phase is going to be interesting because we've now we're moving into into the magic territory, which we really haven't seen in the MCU. Doctor Strange is pretty close. I think the, in November, November this year, this year it comes out. Uh, Guardians 2 is going to have to try and cross over with the normal Avengers, which is, again, we're going to be having a bit of the supernatural elements and aliens and that kind of stuff we haven't seen in the MCU at all, a crossover in the Avengers. So there's going to be some interest in how that might play out. 
and then Black Panther and a few other ones. So there's real interest coming up and some real change of direction for the MCU. The sa- the sad thing about the MCU is it's getting very predictable and pretty pretty much the same kind of flow, which is what I've heard. I mean, I went into Civil War expecting a lot more, and that's probably why it's a little bit lower on my list than your list. But I think a lot of people who have seen all these movies want something different. Yeah. And I think that's where the magic and where the crossover, Doctor Strange will come in and be a little bit different for that. Yeah. And I mean, th- they've they've got a really strong track re- record of taking, taking good character actors, really strong, popular actors, and putting them in strong roles. Um, everyone in, in that, apart from probably maybe Chris Hemsworth, who wasn't well known uh, before Hulk, and Chris Evans had done superhero movies before, but probably wasn't a big name. Um, Robert Denny Jr., Scarlett Johansson, uh, Mark Ruffalo, now Benedict Cumberbatch uh, as Doctor Strange. You're getting some really strong character actors coming through the MCU. Sam Jackson's in there. Um, They're teasing. They're doing a great job in the teasers um, and the the post-credits scene, which has now become an icon of the MCU. That's one other thing about Batman and Superman I didn't like, is there there was no teaser. No. And people waited, and there was booing, and there was throwing things at the screen because Marvel again set the benchmark. Yeah, and they've done a really great job in in, in attracting people to what's the next one going to be, and there's they're building interest and hype with every one. So um, they've done a fantastic job, and I, I'm really keen to see where the next where the next phase takes us. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think seeing these movies progress, and even Doctor Strange, who I know noth- literally nothing, nothing about, about. Yeah, me too. And I'm super excited for this movie because. It's an MCU movie. They've now got the runs in the, in the bank. To, to If it's a Marvel movie, I'll go and see it on the basis that what's come before it has been so strong. 100%. What's really interesting to me is I, I actually went through the process of looking at where the, where the, the, the in the phases, one, two, and three, are the movies that we've selected and did I see a, a, a pattern? What I'm seeing is that there's it's a mix. There's a real mix for me. The first two are one, a three, and then a two, and a couple of twos, and then we see one again. So there's... It's not like what phase one was great and we're petering out, or phase two was much stronger than than phase one. We're saying a real mix is that their hits and they're, they're still getting it right through the phases. Well, see, my my top nine, I would sit down and watch any time, any day, any time if it was on. Yep. Other than you know Age of Ultron, Iron Man two, and Incredible Hulk, I wouldn't watch. Yeah. But everything else, if it was on, hundred percent watch it. Yeah, and they're still really strong, and they and they, because it's that sense of fun. The fence of fun and the gags and stuff that are in there break up the action and really well, beautifully shot set pieces. Um, it makes it really enjoyable to watch. And I think that's where DC have, have gone off the rails in they have forgot the enjoyable part and they've made it really dark and dire, which Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy was really was still really well enjoyable and entertaining Um without being super fun and nerdy. and But it still has a few gags and a few little light pieces and, you know, there's still the stuff about, well, well that's what it feels like when they disappear. And there's that, still those little nods. The, the the DC universe has not got that fun and that enjoyment at all. Well, hopefully with, with um, Ben Affleck at the helm, they'll bring back a little bit of the quirk that he's known for. I mean, he can be super serious, but if you've seen his earlier films, his Kevin Smith run of films, you can tell he loves the character but he also loves a bit of humour as yeah. well. And and the, and DC will naturally be darker, I think. They'll skew darker, but have a bit of fun with they it. They don't need to be. That's, that's the biggest problem. Is you look at the, the comic books, they're full of life, full of character. Other than Batman, who's just a naturally shit of a yeah. person, you're going to... you're gonna Yeah, there is character. There is room for fun, but let's just see what happens, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's our wrap-up of the Marvel Universe. Bazinga! <laughs>
So I'm going to try something a bit different. Now, I've told Shannon throughout the week that I've got a special surprise for him for the podcast. I, I must say, I've never seen him so giddy. I'm actually really worried. I don't know what this is going to be. This, this is something Shannon's going to hate, and it's going to add some more time and probably frustration to his life yeah. if he can't complete what, I've, what I'm going to throw at him. Mm. So what I've, ca- I've called this, and it's probably going to be ominous what, what it's going to be, yeah. I've called this the Big Bang Challenge. Oh, I know. Okay. Now, it's probably not what you think. What I've decided to do, or I'm going to try and do, is I've got five quotes right. from movies that I know you've seen. Okay. It's out of 15 points. Okay. So I need the name of the movie, yep. the name of the characters, yep. and who's saying it to who. I must say, my, my memory for actors and movie titles and stuff is really, really good. My ability to remember quotes is awful. So so that's what I'm trying to play off here. This is okay. what I know this is a, this is a, is a, is a heel for you. Yep. The punishment for not getting... 12 out of 15. Right. That's a high bar. Is a high bar. Because yep. I know how good you are with movies. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a Big Bang Theory episode. Right. Two and a half men episode. Okay. Start off with. Yeah. If you get these wrong. Th- this is this is punishment. I, I'm fairly sure they don't treat prisoners like this. This is cruel. Because I know how much Shannon loves Big Bang Theory and loves two and a half men. So I'm going to do this for you. If you can get 12 out of 15, yep. I won't punish you at all. Okay. If you get less than 12, yep. you have to watch one of each episode that I, I give you throughout the week. Right. You're going to punish me with Charlie Sheen. Charlie and Sheen Shel- and Sheldon Cooper. Right. All right. Brilliant. Now, I'm going to start pretty easy. I these, feel sick. I actually th- feel ill, to be honest. These are pretty easy. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to throw you're gonna you... So, you're going to softball me, is that you're saying? I'm going to softball you the first one. I'm actually worried. I'm actually very upset, All right. ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, here we go. So, the first quote. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to put any accent songs to give it away. Okay. Now, there's only a short quote. Okay. But I think it's pretty easy, okay? Yep. So, it's spoken like a true asshole. <laughs> I told you I'm really bad at these. Um, I, I genuinely don't know. That's fantastic for me because that means you get zero points. You have to get everything right for the rest of it. So, spoken like a true asshole. Yep. Give me five minutes. Or five weeks, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He says it. It's from Happy Gilmore. Right. And it's from Chubb speaking to Happy about trying to convince him to be a hockey yep, player. Yep, it comes back to you now. Are you, you were doubly punishing me with... Uh, with Adam Sandler. But is this what no, it's happening? You, you like Happy Gilmore. I do like Happy Gilmore. Okay. You're right. Okay. Let's try again. Okay. Okay. Since you're new here, I'm going to cut you a break today. So why don't you make like a tree? Well, see, I immediately go to to, to Back to the Future. That is correct. Only, back to the Future is correct. Yeah. Because that's the only thing I can remember about make like a tree and get out of here is, the, is Biff Tannen. Is that? It's Biff, yes. Yeah. But who's he speaking to? He's speaking to his uh, his nephew or his, 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 his nephew. Or his, his younger self, maybe. He's speaking to Marty. He's speaking to Marty. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. Okay. That's okay. three points. Okay, good. I don't, want right. you, I don't want you to lose too horribly. Okay, okay yeah. I no. thought these were relatively easy, but yep. clearly. So, okay, right. No, they're, they're tough. And like I said, I just don't have the... I don't have the mind for quotes. I don't know. You've fallen in love with a wall or something. It's an adult speaking to a younger child. I'll give you a little hint. Another one, Adam Sandler movie again. Is it... Is it... Um, uh, the, it's when a, a character wees themselves, and I think that's Billy Madison. It is. Um, and he's talking to his classmate. I don't know the I'll classmate's give you Ernie, name. That's right. Ernie, so there yes, we go. Ernie. So, got so he's, he's weed himself. He's weed himself. Yeah. He's talking to Ernie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Putting putting a dumb Adam Sandler voice on would have helped me. Well, I'm not going to guess. That's too easy. Okay. All right. I'm just scraping by. Scraping by. I'm, so I'm so scraping get, by. I'm, I'm giving you these. So if you get any of these wrong from now on, it's, I, it's big bang time. I can actually picture Chuck Lorre stroking a white cat, giggling listening to this. This is upsetting me. I'm actually going to cry. All right. This one's a bit harder. This one's a little bit harder. Okay, well, now I'm really stuffed. Okay, right. but it's a movie you know. Yeah. Probably haven't seen for a few, but we'll go there. Okay. Okay. I just realized something. 
I never actually killed anyone before. I mean, I dropped bombs on Baghdad, but um, never face to face. That that could actually be anything. Um, I was that in Driving Miss Daisy? Is that it, it wasn't? Okay. I haven't seen Driving Miss Daisy. I'm it was fairly a, sure it was a movie we've talked about on the podcast. We really love, and was understated. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna have to go with them. Broken Arrow. That is correct. Now, this is the big question: Is it Christian Slater talking to John Travolta, or is it John Travolta talking to Christian well, Slater? Well, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna if you get this wrong, you fail. Okay, so I've got a fifty-fifty chance. chance. Here we go. I'm, I'm right. Is it's either one or the other? It's, it's, it's either one or the other. It is John Travolta talking to Christian Slater. You are correct, sir. Yes, yes. You are correct, sir. Thank you, you crazy bastard. Okay, yep. Okay, one more. Okay, Last oh, one. oh, this is this is actually tense. Now, I'm sweating. This, this this is one that you should get. So hold on. So just just to play the rules. So if I get this one wrong, I've got to watch two whole episodes of one of Big Bang Theory. One of Big Bang Theory and one of Two and a Half Men. Can I take the chair? Like the other two chairs? Is that the third option? I'll you just die. Or you can take one. I'll give you one. Okay. All right. right. So, this is only a short one because it's cut out of... If I gave you the whole quote, it'd be too easy. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Right, so, I'm, I'm sat... Uh, yep, yeah, go. Okay. So, this is what it says. Okay. And cousin, business is booming. Am I going to get a hint? I'll go, I'll, oh, it's too hard to give you a hint. Um, okay. It's one of you, it's, it's It's by a director you love. Yep. Probably, I'm going to say, probably in your top 10 movies. Okay, well, I, and I I love QT, so I'm going to say it's a Quentin Tarantino film. It is a Quentin Tarantino film. It sounds like Django. You're going with Django. It sounds like Django to me. And Cousin Business is booming. Is it? No, maybe not. Um, uh, I'm so going. I want I want to play the the time now, the, the ticking time. Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 it's the Jeopardy sound. Do, 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 do. I'm look. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Django, and I'm going to say it's it's. Jamie Foxx talking to uh, um, the... Oh, I can't even think of the guy's name now. Now, this is how much you've thrown me. I cannot remember an actor's name, which just doesn't happen to me at all. Talking to the Schultz character, which is um, uh, Christoph Waltz. Okay, so Chris, that's your final answer? That's the final answer. Well, it's wrong. Oh, that's so, so sorry. So, it's actually Inglorious Bastards. I can't believe I went down on a QT. Quite. Scalping Nazis is our business, and... Cousin, business is booming. It's Aldo Rain. Why? It is Aldo Rain. Oh, that's punishment. That's okay. punishment. I now. probably deserve that, to be honest. I probably uh, I think, I think you've done pretty well, considering... Well, actually, no, you got the, the easiest one where I thought you'd be like, bang, done straight away. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to give you two... I'm going to give you one. I okay. think I'm going to give you one for punishment. Okay, I appreciate it's that. It's going to be Big Bang, because I think you hate that more than two and a half minutes. Oh, they're just a line ball. So, throughout the week, I'm going to give you a Big Bang episode, which I think is hilarious, and I'm going to get your opinion on it. Yeah. But, for me... Yep. Hilarious. Yeah. And seeing your no one can see your face. I'm actually upset. I'm genuinely upset. Genuinely upset. I didn't think you'd be taking this this, um, this hard. But yep. how do I how will I get access to the Big Bang Theory? I'll, I'll provide you with a Big Bang Theory uh, episode. Because I don't own them, funnily enough. Um I could talk to a raving lunatic at the park or something and see if he's got a copy, but um I'm actually genuinely upset. I think we're gonna have to cut here. I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> cut cut the cut the thing. So that's it for another another Mars podcast. This is episode four and our first mini cast for yeah, this. Yeah, mini cast. Uh, for I, this series. I enjoy I enjoyed the little half an hour catch up. It's been nice just before uh, we've got to run off to other events. So that's it from me, from Shannon. Thanks very much for listening, and from Jack. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Mars Podcasters. Find us on Facebook, or you can hit us up at marspodcasters at gmail dot com. And we need to cut because this is a shit ass. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye.